doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, sit me trace it out of sight. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel, now powered by Pole Sports. Mm. And now that I'm talking about Pole Sports at the beginning, I'm going to give you a little spiel right off the bat. (laughs) Because, yes, as you can probably figure out, Fantasy Fuel and Pole Sports are in cahoots. And not only that, but... There's a major announcement we'd like to tell everybody, and that is we will be at the Midwest Fantasy Football Expo in Canton, Ohio. We will be an exhibitor there. There's a booth, and we will also be on stage doing our podcast that day. And if you would like to come to Canton, Ohio, you can find some information. Uh, We'll have it in our show notes. And uh, we'll get you the link if you are in the area or you want to go to it, you can. And if you use the code FUEL, you'll get $5 off your ticket. So that's pretty cool. We are super excited. And because I was talking about Pole Sports, our uh, partner in crime, uh, (laughs) Mr. Jonathan Castillo, he will be there with us at the yeah. booth so you'll get to meet every single one of us that has anything to do with this show right now we will all <laughs> be there and it will be extremely fun uh by the way i'm here with my co-host tom Tuttle. how you doing tom <laughs> <laughs> i'm good so what, what you're saying is that fantasy fuel is going to be in canton ohio yes we are going to be at the hall of fame that's basically we're in the hall of fame right uh, that's Gotta be. I mean, I don't see any other way to interpret that. Yeah, that's the only way. That's it. All right. Well, (laughs) since we got that figured out, let's move on. Uh, We'll definitely have more information as it gets closer, but that is in August, August 18th. So we've got plenty of time to make up your minds if you want to come out and support your fantasy football podcasts and uh, industry people. There will be a lot of people there. Uh, Trust Mm. me, it's going to be pretty fun. Yes, it will. No doubt. All right, so we can move on to some news. A little bit of news this week. Uh, Today, uh, the sources say uh, former Buccaneers defensive tackle Gerald McCoy is signing a one-year deal with the Carolina Panthers, which just the other day I swear I saw, oh, he's ruled out the Panthers, and then today (laughs) he signs with the Panthers. I'm like, all right. So anybody out there worried a little bit about defensive tackle and maybe had Gerald McCoy on their dynasty team, he's on a team. You can breathe a sigh of relief, (laughs) and that defensive line is actually pretty darn stacked. They still have Quan Short. They have Dentari Quan Short. Yeah, that's (laughs) good. Yeah, and uh, Dontari Poe, and they've got some other edge rushers, so it it could be an interesting defensive line uh, this coming season. Yep, Uh, definitely will be. Uh, They they need their defense to step up because I'm not sure what Cam Newton has left in the tank. But that's a side note. We can continue. All right, Uh, we'll stay on the (laughs) defensive side of the ball really quick. Um, Since there was a former Buccaneer, why don't we go to a current Buccaneer? Uh, the head coach in Tampa, Bruce Arians, has been talking about Devin White, hyping him up 
He said within a mm. week, he's running the defense. Guys are following him. He's a natural. So mm. maybe Devin White this year could be the same as last year's Darius Leonard and just take IDP uh, leads yeah. by storm. I'm I'm starting to take notice on this Devin White. Not that I didn't know he was good anyway, but well, yeah, if yeah. he's already got guys following him, he is going to be a presence on that field. Yes, uh, that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun to watch. I think it's hard. It's hard to say somebody is going to be something on a coach's word, but I did it last year with Cohen. <laughs> yep. Where he was, Nagy was all about Cohen, Cohen, Cohen. I was just like, this, this is a sign. So sometimes you got to take these things for real. That's right. Well, last year, uh, last year, last week. Uh, we had a cringeworthy player, and it was a former Eagle, Donovan McNabb. Mm. Well, <laughs> this week, he's not cringeworthy, but apparently somebody asked Terrell Owens on if Donovan McNabb <laughs> is a Hall of Famer, and all T.O. had to say was, who? <laughs> Come on, The feud is still ah. there. It's great. I cannot... I can't get enough of it. I've I've been a TO <laughs> fan since before. I told everybody a year before he signed with the Eagles that he was coming there and I'm sticking out. I'm on the TO side of this feud, so I would be, but McNabb's not a who. I mean he was pretty good. <laughs> you don't just diss him completely. I yeah, I I lean towards McNabb. Let's feud. <laughs> This is a fantasy feud. Oh, right oh no. We're, <laughs> we're, we're going to have to figure out a way to uh, hash that one out in another episode, I think. <laughs> Cringeworthy Player of the Week. So we do have another cringeworthy player this week, and it's mm-hmm. a former Eagle who is now on the 49ers. Apparently, Jordan Matthews, after catching a pass in the end zone from Jimmy Garoppolo, went to throw the ball against the fence and missed, throwing it instead into the player's parking lot where it hit a car. (laughs) (laughs) He then received cat calls from the defensive players. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, a little too excited there, Jordan Matthews. (laughs) You've had some good moments, but... It's it's uh, OTAs maybe just kind of work on your <laughs> game it, a little tone bit. Tone it down a little bit. I know the like... 49ers don't have a ton of offensive weapons at wide receiver, <laughs> but you're probably still going to have to work for your position on that team. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man. Boy. Uh, all right, let's move to uh, quarterbacks. Uh, Seahawks Russell Wilson said he's just getting started, and his goal – is he wants to play till he's 45. So anybody out there in that Warm. dynasty league, you grab Russell Wilson, he's still got like 15 years left in the tank apparently. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. I'd love to see it. I mean, you know that Tom Brady's going to do more than that. He's going to go until he's 50. I've said that for a long time. <laughs> well, if he doesn't go till he's 50, I'd be surprised. Well, apparently you do not share the same views as new Titans wide receiver Adam Humphreys. Apparently, part of his decision to sign with Tennessee was because Brady's age was a concern. That's so stupid. <laughs> That's so dumb. I'm sorry. You're dumb. Brady's going to play till he's 50. 
And that is why you're going to be the third or fourth option on a team with a bunch right. of meh wide receivers yep. and Marcus Mariota, who has got a lot to prove this year if he wants to gain anybody's trust back. So Adam Humphreys, mm-hmm. you might just, yeah, you might want not <laughs> want it to. Down. Yeah. Tone it down. We got a lot of cringeworthy people today. Yeah, I know. It's insane. <laughs> Uh, and then there was a cringeworthy story. It's a fun story, but I was like, why is this news? Uh, <laughs> but that leads me into another quarterback, my Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Apparently broke an aluminum bat hitting a softball at a charity softball game. Wow. I mean, Power. That, it's kind of <laughs> impressive, but I don't know what that has to do with anything. So, I mean, did he break it in half or did the insides come out? Because there's a complete difference there. Yeah, I did not see what the bat looked like. So, <laughs> If he broke it in half, wow, that'd be unreal. It would be. Um, but apparently uh, that leads me to an actual story about Josh Allen. Well, a little bit. Uh, his coaches are giving him a lot more uh, leeway into giving his opinion on offensive play calling. I'm not saying he's going to be Aaron Rodgers yeah. and calling off his coach, but uh, he's been talking with his coach about everything he did last year and what he liked and what he didn't like, and they're listening to him, which yeah. if you're going to draft Josh Allen, a project quarterback, you got to tailor your offense around his abilities. You can't just say, hey, here's our offense, go learn it. you, you got to help the guy out just a little bit. Well, it was a difference between giving your opinion and completely running the offense the way you want to. And I right. think that's where – I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers. I don't. I have, really don't know what's going on <laughs> with that. Like, is he actually calling his own plays and, and saying that I, it's all me all the time? I don't think so. But I, he's got more leeway because he's – if he continues to con- be the guy he is, he's a Hall of Famer. But – there's no doubt that to give a second year player some kind of uh what's the word for it uh opportunity i guess is the word i'm looking for to control a little bit of what he likes in the offense and if they give him this you know opportunity however you want to call it and yeah. he fails you might find your well i guess this isn't our guy maybe you'll find that out a little bit quicker like, what is he thinking? Why is he saying he doesn't like this play? It's worked seventy five percent of the time, and he doesn't like it. I don't understand what's his what is his problem. So, yeah, I, I like that uh, Josh Allen's seeming more confident already. That could uh, right. could lead to some good things in the future. Tom and I have him in a dynasty super flex league. Yep. And it's going to be hard to keep him out of the lineup, even though we also have Philip Rivers, Mitch Trubisky, and Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. Joe Flacco is probably not going to crack the lineup too many times, but we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, we can only play two of those three, so it's going to be it's going to be a struggle unless you know somebody offers us a trade we can't refuse. Yeah, i I wouldn't mind trading one of them guys away just to see what we can get. But yeah, I don't want to I don't want to go there yet. Nope. And uh, let's get on to the meat of our program. We've already talked about our tight ends and our running backs this week. It's wide receivers, so everybody knows what that means for next week. We'll have our quarterback list out. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure the top few are probably going to be 
pretty close to the same because you can't yep. deny <laughs> a couple of those guys their talent yep. and their abilities. But this week is wide receivers. And I'm going to tell you right off the bat, our top 12 are the same, but they're in a little different order. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, when we get to the back end, which you'll be able to find on fantasyfuelpodcast.com in our ranking section. You can see where we have the rest of our top 24 because there's a, there's a few differences after we get out of the yeah. uh, the main guys. But uh, let's get to it. At number 12, you have an oldie but a goodie, A.J. Green. Yeah, yeah A.J. Green. Yeah, that's basically what you said. He's an oldie, but he's still good. Um, years back, you'd be saying 12. That's, that's crazy because he was way up there. He was top five. It's just I don't trust in Dalton. I just I've come that far to where I just don't like Dalton anymore, and it just makes me not want to go there with AJ Green. That's really all I gotta say about it. <laughs> yep, there's not much to say. He has all the ability in the world. Uh, you said that he used to be, you know, a startup uh, yep. first rounder. I think I took him at like number six overall in one of our leagues, you know, years ago when he was probably mm -hmm. a third year player. So, so yeah, he has definitely dropped yep. off the list a little bit. It's but not that I don't think Dalton can do it. I just don't like Dalton's inconsistency because he's done it. He doesn't, he does it. He doesn't. I, I just, I don't like it. Yep. Nope. <laughs> That's all. I can't blame you one bit. My number 12 is T Y Hilton. I yeah. think he can be a wide receiver one, especially with Andrew Luck being as healthy as he did last year. That's that's all the reason you need to want to have T.Y. Hilton on your team. Mm -hmm. And you usually don't have to take him until the end of the second, beginning of the third. So if you can, you know, get one of your main guys, you can still get a wide receiver one, you know, late enough in the draft. Yeah. Um he's up on my list a little further, so I won't go too in depth that he's got Andrew Luck. That's really all you gotta say for the most part. <laughs> Yep. All right. Uh, my number 11 was AJ Green and mm -hmm. I gave you all my <laughs> reasons why, but he's, he's still a good guy to have Yeah. more so in redraft leagues. If we were talking dynasty rankings, it would be a little different. There'd be a lot more younger players probably that I would take before him. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. No doubt about that one. I have feeling <laughs> at 11 and i know i'm gonna probably get a bunch of people would say this is ridiculous you can't have him that low i just saw the fast start last year and it was insane there's no doubt about that if he does that again i'm on board because i'm fine with the first eight weeks of having an insane amount of points in fantasy football but then after that it kind of fell off and it just was not that good after that and it just was i just don't know if it's if Diggs is going to take more of that role or if Thielen's going to go insane again, because if he goes insane, yes, I like it a lot, but right now I like it at 11. Yep. <laughs> I still think he has a lot of value. It's just right now, it's just not where most people are putting him and I don't like him up that high yep. yet. I have him a little higher and I will give you my thoughts in just sure. a few minutes. <laughs> uh, let's move on to number 10. I think we both have the same guy. Yes, we do. That is Keenan wow. Allen. He is basically a Mr. Consistent of some yep. sorts. He's a PPR monster. 
Um, in some most leagues, he was a wide receiver one. I mean, he had almost 1,200 yards and 97 catches. You can't ask much more for a right. wide receiver one. Yeah, I just I actually really like Keenan Allen this year. I think, but you hit it, the nail on the head when you said he's consistent. He is very consistent when it comes to PPR leagues. I am just a big consistency type of person, and if I see it year to year, every year, that makes me really think that you're going to do it this next year. And he's top 10 caliber receiver. He could even be better than that. I like Rivers a lot too, so I'm pretty sure he's going to be – if he's not top 10, I don't see him being much lower than that. And if he's not top 10, maybe he's top five. So I, I like him. He's got a lot of variables. There's a ceiling of top five, a floor of top 20. I don't see it much lower than that. I would have to kind of disagree with you because he's not a touchdown machine. So I don't know that he could ever quite get to the top five. He's like, a seven, eight, nine to 15, 16, seven. Like he is going to be right there every single time. As long as he doesn't, you know, tear another ACL or something. He's well, yeah, I could, I could see it happening this year. I don't think it's going to That's happen, because you don't I like Mike Williams. Well, yeah, that, I don't, <laughs> I'm not too super high on Mike Williams. That does weigh a little bit into it. So yes, it does. And yeah, on the opposite end for me, because I do like Mike Williams. He is in my top 24. He is not in Tom's right. top 24. And that's probably where we disagree a little bit about Keenan Allen's overall possibilities. I like Mike Williams to a certain extent. It's just, I like a lot of other guys before him. I, I don't have any problems with having him on my team. I just, like I said, there's other guys that I would rather take a chance on. That's it, though. There's nothing big with him. I like him just fine. All right. Your number nine was my number 12, and that is T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, and like you said, Andrew Luck is going to be awesome. I think another thing for me that I had him higher uh, is just because uh, there's more – guys more weapons paris campbell is a weapon that i think is going to be integrated it's going to leave ty to have a little bit more hopefully more open targets for luck to throw to and i think it could end up being another really really big year for ty hilton we saw really big years in the past and i think this could be another one yeah i mean ty is another basically another keenan allen maybe not quite as many catches but he'll have a little bit more yards but here's his touchdowns from 2012 Mm -hmm. to 2018 seven five seven five six four six like you know what Mm -hmm. you're getting out of ty hilton you're not getting a ton of touchdowns that's going to be left up to uh eric ebron and you know jack doyle and those guys down by the red zone Mm -hmm. uh you know dante moncrief a couple years ago those taller guys he's not going to be a red zone threat but you're going to get 12 to 1400 yards out of this guy every year and that's uh that's good enough for top 10 most years he's one of them guys that you you probably still watch when they're in the red zone but you're you're like paying attention to the red zone channel yes and thinking oh man they have the ball at the 50 yard line it's gonna be ty yes it's gonna be ty it's gonna be ty and so you're constantly watching every play, and that's what makes exciting fantasy football is when you have that one guy you know is going to get a bunch of receptions, and he definitely makes it exciting to watch. Yeah, 
which leads me to my number nine is Adam Thielen, which is probably yeah. about where most people have him. And mm-hmm. he is just such a hard worker that I think he is going to beat something into Kurt Cousins' brain that <laughs> whatever happened in the last six games of last year is not going to happen again. Now, I'm not yeah. saying Kurt Cousins is going to be that much better of a quarterback. I, I just don't think Kirk Cousins has it. He is yeah. great fantasy wise, but <laughs> he's not gonna lead the Vikings to a Super Bowl. That's just my opinion. But yeah. he is going to feed the crap out of Adam Thielen this year. I think it's going to be he may not have the same exact start that he did last year, but I think he's going to be consistently better than the second half of last year. Yeah, that's fine. I don't. I, like I said, there's that possibility. I just have to see it again for me to actually believe it. I just when you start that fast, it almost seems like it's not. It's too good to be true. So I, I just, yeah, I don't like the the quick start. If he does it again, I'll believe it. Right. Yep. Well, if he does have that super quick start, I may have to think about trading him in the league. Oh, yeah. I got him oh, in the yeah. dispersal draft. I'm like. Normally I don't go after Adam Thielen, but I'm okay with him as, well, he was my second wide receiver because I took Julio first, so I don't have to <laughs> rely on Adam Thielen like I would a uh, number one receiver. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, I do like how our number eights matched up against each other. You have one Juju Smith-Schuster, and I have Antonio <laughs> Brown. So give yeah. me your reasons for Juju. Uh, I like Juju Smith-Schuster, but the problem with him is that it's you would think that it's going to be just him. There's really not a lot of other weapons as far as receivers go that haven't have the time to prove themselves. They If they can prove it, then sure, that's fine. But they have to get these these uh, the rookie they got, and then they got Washington and then uh, Moncrief. These three guys are going to be battling for it. Uh, maybe one of them takes it, takes the reins, and gets that number two spot. And if that happens, I could see Juju being a little bit higher. But right now, I feel like the defenses are probably going to key mostly on Juju and let the other guys kind of split the uh, split the waters, I guess, a little bit. And they might be more open, which might make Roethlisberger say, all right, I'm going to go to this guy this time instead of Juju. Uh, Juju's going to have a great year. I got him in my top 10 for a reason, right? but I just don't know if it's going to be super fantastic. Now, last year, before I get to Antonio Brown, I actually have Juju one spot ahead of him at number seven, so I'll give you my spiel here. Sure. Uh, last year, Juju had 111 catches for 1,426 yards and seven touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing year, especially yeah. as a number two wide receiver. Well, yeah. I don't think he's going to have quite as many catches because, like you said, he's going to be covered more. But I think that touchdown number is going to elevate, which is going to make him either stay right about in that same area or propel him depending on how many touchdowns it can be because he only had seven touchdowns last year. That number has to go up this year. It has to. Like If there is a Vegas line on that and you can put money on that, Put money on that. Juju is going yeah, to have double-digit touchdowns at least. I agree with that. I'm not saying he's not going to have more than seven. I because that's very possible. I mean, you're taking away all the Antonio Brown ones. You got to put them somewhere. 
either either he has more or the Steelers have a different type of offense. Like I've been kind of saying, they're yeah. going to step it back a little bit. They don't have Le'Veon. They don't have Antonio Brown. It's maybe a more balanced type of offense. I could see that happening, which would mean that Juju might get 8-9 and maybe not like the 10-11-12 that some people might think. I, I'm just not completely sold on Juju yet, but hey, he's still in my top 10. <laughs> so it's really not that far off. So let's compare that to Antonio Brown. Yes. Antonio Brown had 104 catches for 1,297 yards and 15 touchdowns. Right. So he finished four spots ahead of Juju because of those eight extra touchdowns. I mean, that's, you know, 48 points right there. And he only uh, beat out at the league I'm looking in. He only beat out Juju by 23 points. So you take away three touchdowns and give it to Juju. They're almost exactly the same. So I think it's going to be well, it's going to be very interesting. I agree with that for the most part because I mean they're not that far off from my rankings. I think you got them back to back, correct? Yes. Yeah, and I have I have one guy in between them, but I think Antonio Brown it's going to take a little bit of a step back. He's not going to be the number one receiver this year. I think almost everybody probably agrees with that, but I think that it's going to be feed. And turn around the ball as much as possible because he's our best weapon, and I think the I think the Raiders are. <laughs> it's it's mm. I, every time I talk about the Raiders, I just kind of shake my head and smile at the same time right. because it's just Gruden is just a wonder, and right now <laughs> he's just making all sorts of these thoughts. I, I don't know really exactly what they're going to do. I know that Gruden said they're going to put Antonio Brown and every single location possible on offense. So they're going to try their best to get him the ball as much as possible. And I think that's why he will be higher than Juju. And that's just my opinion on it, I guess. Yeah, no problem. I, I agree that Antonio Brown is going to get fed the ball in Oakland. So I still got to have him in the top eight. I mean, that's where I have him at eight. And, but I could see them, not being in it towards the end of the year and maybe Antonio Brown giving up just a little bit. He'll still get out there and get some catches, but yeah, yeah, we've talked about this before. We don't know what Antonio (laughs) Brown we're going to see. If they're winning, we're going to see one Antonio Brown. If they're losing, we're either going to see a ton of catches or him checking out, I think. Yeah, uh, that's going to make for a lot of uh, (laughs) what's the segment we have. We haven't done it in a while, so I've forgotten. Oh, twat. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun there. Yes, it could Um, be. (laughs) Yeah. So who's your number seven? That was Antonio Brown or Uh, Juju? Yes, my seven was Juju, and your seven is one Mike Evans. Right. And I think Mike Evans has a really good year this year. I mean, if you just listen to my last shuffling the deck, was it my last one? Uh, Yes. I don't. Okay. One of the few out there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He has been an underrated wide receiver pretty much for his entire career he has been over a thousand yards every single year that's consistent I really like that I mean when it comes to touchdowns it's a little less consistent I don't have to go super deep into I'm assuming all of our listeners have listened to that episode of shuffling the deck so I don't want to go super deep into it but he's just one of these guys that eventually he's gonna have to get his name recognized more than what it has been and I'm trying to do that, and I'm putting him up at my number seven spot. It could be even better, could be worse. 
it's really kind of a coin toss, but he's kind of like still a very consistent guy who I fully expect to get over a thousand yards again. Of course. Of course. Uh, your number six was Antonio Brown. I don't think we need yeah. to go too much further into <laughs> no. that one. No. Uh, my number six is Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. I am just a little nervous about what's going to happen in Cleveland. Everybody yeah. is just enamored with that offense. Everybody loves Baker Mayfield. Everybody loves Odell Beckham. Everybody loves Nick Chubb. Well, guess what? A lot of people are going to be disappointed, I think, because it's not going to be <laughs> as good as everybody thinks. And yeah, that's why I have him at six. So. Yes, I have him at six because he's going to get his. There's no yes. doubt about that. Odell Beckham gets his points. Right. But I just, I think everybody needs to just calm down a little bit about <laughs> Cleveland. They haven't shown they can do it yet. Yes, he's with his buddy Jarvis Landry, and they yep. should have fun out on the field, and that could produce you know insane results. But mm-hmm. I, I just I can't fully commit you to can, Odell Beckham you, yet. <laughs> yeah, and then he's at, he's number five for me. And you can look at it two ways. You can look at it that their lineup they have really good guys. They got Landry. They got you know, hunt in eight weeks and they got Chubb right now and, and Odell Beckham, you can look at it one of two ways. You can even look at, they got all this and they're not going to cover Odell Beckham Jr. as much, or they got all this. So they're going to spread the ball around much more. And I lean towards the spreading the ball around much more because I actually really like Landry this year. He, I like him higher than most people do. And I think you probably do as well, but I think that it's going to be, a little more of a balance. I don't know how much of a balance because, like you said, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to get his. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. They have him for a reason, not just to win football games, but to feed him the ball. Because if you feed him the ball, a lot of times you win football games. Ask Eli Manning. He's not the greatest quarterback. <laughs> and they won They won games when they had Odell Beckham Jr. on the, on the field. So I think I, I'm, I'm a little worried about Baker Mayfield in a sense. Uh, I don't want to say it, but sophomore sometimes isn't always the best thing when you have freshman luck. Right. I'm not saying it was all luck. He's he was good. He looked really good. He looked sharp. Just sometimes the league catches up to you really quick, and it's like, oh wow, I need to take a step back. And maybe that happens within the first six weeks or so. And maybe OBJ isn't going to be as high as people think. So I'm what I'm kind of saying is somewhere around that first four to six weeks OBJ might not be high. So you might want to try and snag him out from somebody and see if they're not, if they think this is going to be a consistent thing for the rest of the year, you might have something gold once Baker Bayfield actually clicks with everybody. Cause I think it might take some time to get out of that sophomore slump. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to see a lot of Odell in the preseason to get people hyped. There oh, might be some oh, yeah. catches in practices and whatnot. I was like, Oh, see, here it is. That was, <laughs> that was kind of me and Landry last year with Tyrod in preseason games and stuff. He was feeding to, uh, Jarvis Landry. And I thought, I don't care if they lose every single game this season. If Tyrod Taylor <laughs> is the quarterback, Jarvis Landry is going to be an MVP caliber receiver. But then of course, he yeah. got smashed in the field, and then Baker came <laughs> in, and that was the end of that. 
Right. And he was still halfway consistent and pretty fine, but he wasn't what I think he's going to be this year. I, I, I like Landry a lot this year and yeah. maybe too much, but I do like it. Yep. I mean, I'm looking at his uh, stats from last year and it was, yeah, seven, five, eight, four, five catches. Uh, and they were decently, you know, decent yardage catches. Uh, but then when yeah. Baker got in there, it was a little more inconsistent. There was a 10, an 8, a 6, a 2, a 3, a 6, a 3, 3, 4, 5 to end the season. So I temper my expectations a little bit from Jarvis, but everybody knows I love Jarvis Landry. Well, yeah, Jarvis Landry didn't have OBJ on the other side of the field either. Right. So I think this is going to change a little bit for him. And I'm thinking he's going to get more open looks, maybe some more looks, maybe more consistent throughout the entire game. We'll see. But we're not on Jarvis Landry. We're on our top 10. <laughs> we're <our> on top 12 <laughs> list. number five, which my number five is Mike Evans. I'm yeah. actually, mm-hmm. I'm pretty high on Mike Evans this year. He's yeah. like you said, he's been, very consistent. Uh, he's mm-hmm. never had over 100 catches in a season, which seems kind of weird because he's had over 1,000 yards every year. Right. And last year, he yep. had 1,524 yards. That's Big plays. That, that was the most he's ever had in the season by more than yeah. 200 yards. So that was uh, pretty insane. Uh, and that was between two different quarterbacks. So yep. <laughs> he's back to Jameis Winston. And he's minus Deshaun Jackson. He's minus yep. Adam Humphreys. Still yep. have O.J. Howard. Still have Cameron Brait. And they've got the yeah. emerging Chris Godwin, who I did put in my top 24. Mm. He just slid in there. <laughs> but I'm not 100% sold on Godwin yet. Right. He can yeah. be anything close. Uh, I mean, people are predicting him to you know have 70 to 80 catches and you know, 800 to a thousand yards. And if he can do that, I think Mike Evans will feast again in right. an offense and he will have, he'll, he'll have another dozen touchdowns finally mm. again <laughs> after not having his dozen that we thought he was going to have. <laughs> uh, Cause yeah, yeah, in his league, 2014, 12, then three, then 12, then five. And then he was supposed to have 12 last year, but he didn't. <laughs> So, yeah, he went to eight, and I think that's uh, maybe maybe he's leveled that off, and maybe he's going to be consistent with eight. I'd he, be fine with that as a fantasy owner. He, he oh yeah, no, I would be super yeah. fine with him because you're you're taking Mike Evans in the second round most times. Maybe like you said in shuffling the deck, maybe he slides to the beginning of the third, and if that happens, yep. oh man, oh, you've just... got something special because yeah, like I'm saying he's my number five wide receiver this year and if you can get the number five wide receiver at the beginning of the third round yep. you're gonna win your yep. league <laughs> you, know, yeah, you, you would hope so because i mean think about it his average draft position is 209 that's his average that means he's going back further yeah that's that he's been in he's obviously been drafted um before that but he's obviously been drafted after that yes so if you can get him in that third round man i tell you that's just that's pure gold i mean that's going to be amazing i would love to have one of the first few picks just to see if i could get it unless it's a third round reversal right then it's a little different that doesn't happen too much anymore i think people kind of got off the track of those third round reversals so Mm -hmm. but yeah uh maybe in our listener league you can uh 
have the first pick again and see what happens <laughs> with it. <laughs> yeah, who knows? All right, let's move on to number four. We both agree that you know after last year, maybe writing that letter to Julio Jones worked <laughs> because yeah, yeah. we both have Mr. Julio Jones at number four. Yes. And he had such a good year last year. 113 catches, 1,676 mm. yards, which is not a career high, by the way, and eight touchdowns, which is tied yeah. for the second most uh, he's right. ever had in a season. So he, he put on a clinic last year, yeah, and it was a lot more consistent than what his last three seasons were showing us. I mean, we broke it Rex. down early on last year. He was going down. His consistency was getting worse. And then apparently I wrote a letter and it changed everything. <laughs> well, I think the big kicker from two years ago was the, what I think it was three touchdowns. That was really yes, sad. And that was. really scares a lot of people. When you only see three touchdowns out of a number one receiver, even though you break 1,400 yards, that doesn't look good. And he only had 80, 88 catches that year. 88 catches. Yeah, I was trying to remember from that shuffling the deck that I did. But, yeah, it's just pretty – it's pretty shocking. We only see a, a very low amount of uh, touchdowns, and then receptions are lower than what you were used to. 88 is pretty good, well, decent for right. most people. But when you're drafting somebody in the top, so like top 10 wide receivers, you kind of want a little more than that. And right now, I think he's actually going back into the direction we want to see him in, and that means he's top five, and I got him at four. Yep. So do you. And we both have them there. And I got to say, when you asked me, hey, can you get me that audio to your dear Julio letter? I was like, <laughs> oh, crap. What is this going to be about? And then I listened to it over again. I was like, okay, I remember saying this. And then at the end, I was like, and if you can get back to normal, I'll put you back at the top of my list. <laughs> Guess what? He's back at the top of my list because he is there. Yeah, I love Julio. I said it in the letter. He is one of my favorite wide receivers to watch. And well, I drafted him as one of my first picks in a dispersal draft this year. So guess what? I'm yep. back. Julio is here. <laughs> so let's move to our top three again. These are pretty much the consensus top three ish people for most, mm -hmm. unless Julio is snuck up in there for some people, but, uh, we have them in a little bit different order. Uh, your, yeah, number... I'll go first because, yeah. yeah, because yours is a little bit more of a shocker, but my number three is Michael Thomas. Um, that's going to be Michael Thomas all day, every day. Yeah. And then there's going to be hand of the ball. And, and obviously, uh, Kamara's going to get his catches as well. But them are the two weapons on that team. There is not much else when it comes to weapons. Somebody as receivers has to step up. And I really do believe that Michael Thomas is going to have a huge year again because he had a huge year last year. I wouldn't expect anything different out of him. Oh, I went a little bit different. Uh, I love me some Michael Thomas, but mm -hmm. at number three, I have DeAndre Hopkins. I know he is. What? <laughs> I know he is pretty much the consensus number one fantasy wide receiver. Yeah, even in Dynasty, uh, he's been in the league for you know six years, but last year was basically his career year. Most catches, most yards, close to his most touchdowns. I, I can't see him really repeating that year after year from here on out. And the the weapons in Houston didn't really improve, in my opinion. 
Will Fuller will be back yeah. for how long? Um, <laughs> they have no real discernible tight end. We're hoping Warring will be something. Um, Lamar Miller is your just run-of-the-mill, like, well, I went wide receiver heavy. I'm going to take Lamar Miller in the sixth or seventh round, and he's going to be my running yeah. back too, and hopefully he gets me 10 points a week just so I can fill the position. And Dante Foreman, who... <laughs> Nothing really there so far from yeah. him. And yeah. Deshaun Watson did not, you know, come back with an amazing year after, you know, lighting the world on fire for six and a half games. So mm -hmm. I'm DeAndre Hopkins, he's gonna get his, just you know, like OBJ. But I right. just don't think it, yeah. I don't think he's gonna be the number one wide receiver this year. That's fine. Uh for me, I, p I pretty much have the top three are a, a separate tier for me. Of course. And I mean, I'll just, I'll just tell you my number two is Adams and my number one is Hopkins. But as far as Hopkins go, I, I just think these three guys, Hopkins, Adams, and Thomas are different level receivers. They're going to be fed the ball constantly on all three of the teams. And I think what sets Hopkins uh, just the smallest little bit apart from the other two is just, I can, I see, uh, spectacular catches oh, from him. Yes. You certainly Things do. That are, and ones that, that didn't unreal. even count on the field. Right, yeah. That and were so actually like, a catch, and I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like these things are going, that them types of things are going to make it a little bit more, I, I, I don't know whether or not I should say it or not, but <laughs> I think it's a little bit more of a value because it just, he's just got that spectacular catch gene in him i haven't really seen that from adams i haven't really seen much of that from thomas i've seen it from julio and obj of but they're course. not in the top three this year this is a little different story now so i that's why i got hopkins there i mean it's it's a toss-up for most of these guys to be in once you get to these top three guys for me right it is and you know, my number two is Michael Thomas. So, yeah, like Tom said here, the top three are in a tier by themselves. Julio is kind of there. I didn't know if I wanted to put him in the same tier because yeah, he, it's, again, it's close. He, he was slowing down on his consistency and then he went back up again. So if he does it again this year, then he'll be <laughs> a top three for me next year. Um, yeah. Even though he's getting, you know, on the wrong side of, fantasy football and NFL years, but, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Michael Thomas, my number two, you had him number three. Yeah. No transition there. Let's just jump right back into it. Um, Michael Thomas, there's not much else there for Drew Brees. Yeah. They picked up Jared cook, but there's a right. bunch of, bleh. so he's going to get fed the ball because Drew Brees mm. can put it wherever the hell he wants to on the field, yeah. whenever Man. he wants to. And if that's yeah. going to be to Michael Thomas, it's going to be to Michael Thomas every yep. single game. He is so mm -hmm. consistent. And that's what I wanted to say about these three top guys. They're all consistent, even yes. though Hopkins has that big playability. He could be held down for three quarters and then have two catches in the fourth yeah. quarter for Boom. 100 yards yeah. and a touchdown. And you're right back into that consistent you know, fantasy point range. Whereas Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas... They are just consistently consistent, and that's why we love them here on this show. You all heard last yeah. year, I said Devontae Adams was going to be 
a top three wide receiver. He ended up being the number one wide receiver in normal PPR leagues. I got Mm -hmm. him at number one again, and it's going to stay there. I know Tom and I were talking about it before the show. He doesn't know quite how the Packers offense is going to be. I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I just think that the, the new coach and new maybe new philosophy because he he was just unbelievable when it came running the ball. I know it's Aaron Rodgers. I said this so many times, but it just <laughs> kind of scares me a little bit, but not enough to where I can't. I got to have Adams in my top three. I mean, that's that would be insane to take him out because I think they're going to run the ball more. But that just means he might get open more. It means that, that things are going to click a little better between him and Rodgers. We'll see how it all pans out. I could be dead wrong on this, but I just kind of have that feeling. You don't, when you're a coach, you don't just change your philosophy like that because you got a different quarterback. So I think that's why he's just, I'm just slightly down on him. (laughs) Just a smidge. Name one other person that Aaron Rodgers trusts in that wide receiver core. Trusts That's or right. could trust. No, trust right now. <laughs> Who else does he trust? It took Devontae a couple of years and Jordy Nelson to go away for Aaron <laughs> Rodgers was like, All right, you're my guy, and now it's all Devontae all the time. Number all right, one. I, I've got the guy he can trust. Yeah. James Jones. James Jones. Yeah, he trusted him. <laughs> For like a couple of years, and then uh, people figured out how to guard him, and then oh, <laughs> never mind, I don't trust him anymore. You know what bothered me about James Jones, and this is probably the only guy that's ever done this, at least I can think of. He had a hoodie coming out of the back of his jersey. Yes, he did. And I was weird. just like, what is this? Nobody else does this. I was like, they could just grab that hoodie. And I don't know. I didn't like it. It looked really weird to me. <laughs> that's all right. Side uh, note, James yes. Jones. Side Ugh. note. All right. So just to recap, Tom's top three were Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, and DeAndre Hopkins. Mine right. is the same top reverse three. order. Yes. And the <laughs> next are the reverse order. I have Hopkins, Michael Thomas, and Devontae Adams. So right. you can't go wrong with any of them, especially in a redraft league. You take one, you know what you're getting, i.e. Mm-hmm. just and it would be hard for me not to take DeAndre Hopkins if I was in a position to take a wide receiver first. I would probably still take Devontae Adams this year, but if I could trade just a couple spots back, that's what I would do because I know yeah, that's fine. everybody else is taking DeAndre Hopkins at that spot, and I don't want to. Yeah, Not well, we had. Um, I tried a mock draft. Or I catched a couple of them. I actually did the exact same thing both times. I got Adams, and then I got Julio on the turn. I wasn't. I wasn't the twelfth on both of them, but I was the twelfth on the one, and then I think it was the tenth on the other. It's like if I got Adams and Julio, that's pretty awesome. So you can definitely stack your wide receivers if you're doing a, a ADP uh, mock draft. Yes, definitely. So I really like that. All right, well, it's time for one last thing. You know, when we do our rankings, we always have... ESP Early Season Predictions. Well, I've got this. i got to go first because this feeling is just cooking up inside of me. And <laughs> Oh, man, this, this is one of them ones that you just can't let loose because it's so homery that... 
I, it's a New York Jet, and it's Robbie Anderson. This guy is the. This is the year. <laughs> he is going to have at least seventy catches, and he's going to break that one thousand yard mark this year. He has not done that yet in the three years that he's been on there. He was close in 2017 with 941. Last year, he only had 752. And I think he's going to get that 70, could be even more receptions. There's going to be more openness with him this year. Noon was coming back, going to create openness. You got uh, Jamison Crowder, halfway decent guy there, going to create some openness. I just, Le'Veon Bell is there. That's creating more openness. This is just going to be the year for Robbie Anderson. The reason I'm talking about him is because I have him in my top 24. He is the number 24th. Most people don't have him anywhere close to that. This is the year for Robbie Anderson. you got to trust this ESP. I've got a really good feeling. Well, it's very uh, sound logic you've got there. (laughs) I'm telling you. It's... You've got me it's, convinced. I'll sell you that. I mean, at the ADP <laughs> that Robbie Anderson is going for, he is worth the shot. Because yeah. uh, if he can yeah. be a wide receiver two for you all year long, that is insane value. <laughs> yes, and it's it's going to happen. Trust trust in me. Trust I know in you. Well, I'm trust, I have it. I'm trusting you on Robbie Anderson, but my ESP is about a guy you've got in your top 24 that I don't. Oh, okay. And that is one Robert Woods. Now, okay. they've got a high-flying offense there in you know, L.A. with the Rams. Mm-hmm. Of course, there is a concern with Todd Gurley. We don't know what's going to happen with their running backs there, if he's going to go back to his dominant ways. Cooper Cup is coming back, and I've got... All the I see all these guys talking about Robert Woods is going to be <laughs> amazing. I mean, he is in the ADPs, in the teens, I think. And I just, I don't see it. I can't yeah. see it. He had 86 catches last year. That's 21 more than he's ever had in a season before. And he's had five mm-hmm. seasons before that. Yes, I know some of those were with a really not great offense. <laughs> <laughs> but with Cooper Cup, coming back Cooper Cup really is just that piece for Jared Goff and he made that offense so much better so Mm -hmm. I think Robert Woods is going to go way back down because again last year that was the first time he'd ever gone over a thousand yards that's the first time he'd ever gone over 800 yards his highest (laughs) was 781 before that So what am I talking about? I'm talking about the law of averages. (laughs) Robert Woods is not an 86 catch, 1219 yard and six touchdown guy. He's closer to that 56 for 781 and four or five touchdowns, which is not going to be a top 24 wide receiver. I agree with you to a certain extent on this. Um, mostly because a lot of people do have them really, really high. And I don't have them that high. I have them a lot lower than that. But I think he's top 24. I think he's a number two wide receiver. But it's tough because there is a lot of other guys there. A lot of mouths to feed, and Cooper Cup is definitely going to make a dent into that. But we'll see. 
I I like your ESP. I I feel nice and calm about this now. <laughs> like it's just really soothing me. My spirit is lifted to the sky. Uh, well, on that note, I think it's time <laughs> to end the program. Uh, we talked about them at the top of the hour because <laughs> it has been almost an hour, and now we'll talk about it again at the bottom of the hour. Pole Sports. Yes. Right now you can go to polesports.com. It will eventually be an actual app you can get on your phone. Mm-hmm. But right now it works just like we say it works. It is instantaneous advice. You create a poll, you're part of a community, you get instant results. Now, maybe yes. right now you don't need instant results unless you're doing some drafting like I have been doing a lot of lately i just started another (laughs) auction draft so if i had a question should i draft this guy or should i spend my money on this receiver that receiver i will get that instant result as soon as i type it in that's it it's Mm -hmm. so easy and then when it gets closer to the season on sunday mornings you don't know who to start Oh, my guy got hurt, and now i got to start one of my bench guys. Which one do I do? It's 11 o'clock, and the games start at noon. Guess what? You go to Pole Sports, and you're going to get lots of people saying, this guy or this guy, and maybe that'll make your life just a little (laughs) bit easier, and you don't have to stress out about fantasy football right before the games start. That is going to be the best thing about Pole Sports is – the stress will be lifted. You'll be calm like Tom just got. And it <laughs> oh, will be yes, I'm feeling so it. nice. Oh. And... <laughs> oh. Oh. But again, yes, uh, Jonathan of Pole Sports, <laughs> he will be with us at the Midwest Fantasy Football Expo in Canton, Ohio on August 18th. And if you want, That's going to be a lot of fun. And if you want tickets, awesome. uh, we will have the link in the show notes. And if you put in the code FUEL, F-U-E-L, FUEL, You'll get five bucks off your ticket, and that's a good thing. So, mm-hmm. that being said, if you have any questions for us, anything at all, if you need to know more about this expo, you can find us on Twitter yes. at Fantasy Fuel. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Fantasy Fuel. You can email us at fantasyfuelpodcast at gmail.com. It's also on our website, fantasyfuelpodcast.com. And you can find us. Uh, We're all over the place. Drafts are getting there. Trades are just soaring right now. And we're talking about it everywhere. And one of those places is uh, Fantasy Football Stardom or Sidham on Facebook. Yes. If you are on YouTube, please click the bell. That's just a cool thing for you to do. Get some (laughs) notifications. Subscribe to us. And if you're on iTunes, which is actually switching they are diversifying all of their uh, different regions of music and podcasts and books and movies and whatnot. So it will be a little different, but we will still be on Apple Podcast, And it might be even easier to find us because yeah. I heard they're going to have a nice little search feature involved in that. So yeah, I guess that is Sounds it. Good. The music ended before I was done. I had too much to talk <laughs> about. Dang it. <laughs> It happens. It's all right. It's okay. But we can we can do it. Yes. That is the end. Start Thank that you. music again. Thank you for listening and don't forget to stay fueled up this fantasy season.